0: Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you?
1: Man, I'm really good. I'm
0: super excited that you're home. Me too. Thanks, I for, am... thanks for coming back. No, thank, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it was a long month. Uh, you know, I spent it at uh, the joint readiness training center in fort polk louisiana and it was uh army 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 yeah exactly it was i mean which makes it neither good nor bad it is just it is what it is so no
1: i i haven't been to grtc i've been to ntc the national training center which is which is a a similar program that you know they do similar type of uh similar type of cycle but different in some notable ways Um, one one being the desert the other one being uh Kind of swampy, Louisiana. Right, right. So, so what? So what was the uh, weather like when you were there? I know when we talked early on, it was pretty cold. It
0: was. So it was freezing for the first like four days, and then it rained once, and then the entire training period, it was hot during the day and freezing cold at night. No rain. It was dry. Well, that's it, nice. It was uncharacteristic. It, it's nice to be dry at oh, least. Well. Yeah. It didn't get rained on. I was certainly sweaty. Right. <laughs> I was certainly sweaty.
1: Uh, how, how hot? How cold?
0: Uh, the first four days, it got below freezing, like into the high 20s. Um, but it was probably like 70s and 40s. But that 40 degree or 30 degree temperature swing. And you go from all day being in like the high 60s, low 70s wearing body armor. And then... At night, once the sun goes down and it dips into the 40s and you take your ceramic oven off. And you freeze. And you freeze. Yeah. And you're never really dry because you're so sweaty all the time. It was unpleasant. And you
1: were kitted up the whole time, obviously. Oh, yeah. Plates and carrier and everything. All of it. Yeah. All day, all the time. You you know, when Took I Took went... it off to sleep. Not even to poop, just to sleep. When I went to NTC, this has been, what, three years ago, four years ago now, um... It was, it was so hot, you know, 118, I think was our, was our highest day, but, but every day was basically between 112 and 115 and they have a unwritten policy of no, uh, no plates and, and sort of stripped down IFACs and, and everything at, at or, or above, I think 108, you, you know. Yeah, for safety's <laughs> and, sake. And, and so we were just in that all the time, which was kind of nice, you know, we're, were stripped down uh it felt like you know it was nice for our shoulders it felt like a a boon but obviously it's 118 degrees that day you know so you're still actually pretty miserable um but but yeah the that environment is so brutal Mm. well and then you, you can you combine it with strange
0: diet of shelf stable food out of a brown bag uh heat like long days it's just a lot of compounding factors that make your body very uncomfortable. There was 30
1: heat-related injuries in the first two days we were working. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably ab- about about average, right? Because yeah. people are dumb, and yeah, you've and- got a bunch of stupid 18, 19-year-olds, some of them their first time in, in, in that kind of environment. So.
0: And then plenty of people who are like, especially as a reservist, are super old. Like, and <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, yeah, not, I mean... It was army. Whatever. It's over. I'm done. I'm home. You're home. Yeah. And I'm not eating shelf-stable food out of a brown bag anymore. You had a birthday. Had a, I did. I turned 30 while I was
1: there. Also had my wedding anniversary while I was there. It was a terrible month to be gone. <laughs> y- you know, uh, I think you, you we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this before, but you've been gone for a lot of birthdays and anniversaries doing army, right?
0: Uh, no, actually. Oh. A lot of Sam's birthdays. Uh-huh. Uh, I've... Been gone or working for a lot of my birthdays, but this is the first anniversary that I've not been able to be home for. Like, if I was in the field, I would leave for the day or come back that night. Uh, this is the first one that I was
1: straight gone. For. Well, well, I was monitoring Sam's Instagram. She celebrated without you. She did all, all of those events. Yeah, I, I celebrated by way of the like button. Yeah, right. double tap. <laughs> <laughs> I I messaged you on your birthday because you were still. I was. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh, you did. Actually. I did. You did. I did. I messaged you on your birthday and said, I'm sorry for missing your birthday because for whatever reason, my calendar, I've uploaded your birthday on my calendar because I'm terrible at remembering things like that. And But I have, I've uploaded it two days early. So I either have to change that or I have to remember that it's two days early.
0: Yeah. Well, what's funny about it is that you messaged me two days early, nor you messaged me on my birthday. But I had, like, just gotten out of the box, so I'd just gotten my cell phone back, and mm-hmm. the message was, hey, man, sorry I forgot your birthday. I was like, well, that's funny. You you may have forgotten, but the timing was perfect, because today is the day.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, cool, man. Super glad you're back. Me too. Uh, you, you came back bearing goods. I did. I got an excellent birthday present when I got home from a great community of friends I have here. It's the SNKP27. And it is commonly known as the Seiko recraft the, yeah one of the one of the recraft because uh, there's a handful out of that line sure uh, and it's the the one I've talked about on here it's already in some show notes I forget where uh, I think it, I think we did it on the watches
1: we're looking at currently. Uh, it's been in the, we've talked about it for sure yeah I can't yeah. remember what episode and that's in the past I don't even talk think exactly. about those episodes those are, those are past Android ever
0: problems that's over <laughs> uh, and it is great. Uh, I knew it was gonna be good and I actually tried this watch on. Uh, While I was in my many, many hours of layovers uh, while I was flying back home. And I was like, ooh, I think I have to get this watch now.
1: And I came home.
0: And lo and behold, it was there waiting for me
1: in my home. So they had already, Sam and and your friends had already ordered this prior to you coming home. Mm -hmm. Or prior to you having looked at it and been like, I need this.
0: Uh, Well, it it was on my radar. And I think Sam ran through the episodes of watches that I'd been looking at. Because, I mean... This is basically just a way of saying, "Hey, if you want to buy me a watch,
1: <laughs> look at our, these." This show is our wish list. It's just to
0: a, our wives. Yeah, it's just a constant wish list that's growing and updating. Uh, and she picked this one, and I, I unknowing, I had I tried it on and was like, "I should buy this." No, don't buy it. Don't don't buy it and bring it home. That would be that would be uncool. So I came home and it was already here. And it's the green dial. And it. I and mean, you tried it on right as soon as I put it on. I was like, "Ooh, this is even better than I expected
1: it, it to be." Yeah, it's better than I expected too. It's
0: maybe three millimeters taller than i expected it to be and if it were three millimeters slimmer it would just it would be absolutely perfect i
1: I think that's right she's a chunky monkey man um you you, you know and i say that the watch not my wife uh, no your wife is not your wife is very petite yeah i just wanted to clear that one up (laughs) (laughs) no this watch uh you, you know you know how thick it is
0: Uh, you know, bring those calipers out.
1: I've got some calipers. I'll tell you how thick it is.
0: Um, but it's, it's, uh, I think 38.5 millimeters, um, width of
1: the case. Um, it's a good size. Uh, these it's big. It just feels big, but
0: it doesn't wear that big. It's just a little tall, but it, man, I,
1: this watch is great. I, yeah, go ahead scratch it up. It's fine. (laughs) So I've got 40.6. Okay. So, but that was on a little bit of a diagonal. So, let's yeah. square let's, let's that up. 39.6. 39.6, yeah. That's so 39.6 wide. So, we'll call it a 40. We'll call it a 40. That's right. And with the crystal, which is a slightly domed. Well, maybe it's not domed, but it it's protrudes just a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's just a slightly raised. 12.15, man. I'll tell you, that's not that much. Uh, it feels bigger than that. And I, I think because it, of the rectangle
0: shape. I, I, and the, also the shape of the case it tapers down so it makes it it, it creates a really great like three dimensional experience when you're when you're looking at it
1: from the top down that's right and, and you know finishing <laughs> is typical Seiko where it's you, you know got good dimension got good transitions it's got this brushed ring around the bottom which you, you wouldn't see it from the top down uh, but it's got that nice flat bezel if you want to call that a bezel that's brushed the brushing on its killer too vertically brushed always well done that crystal pokes out just a little bit with that nice chamfer mm-hmm. uh the markers are great i, I love it, dude. it and the the way the dial is set up you'd
0: think it was a solar with the with the two staged uh the two-stage dial it looks kind of like it like it ought to be a solar and then it's it's not it's the 7s26 movement in there Yeah. You know, an exhibition case back which is you know always a nice little touch um but it's good the only the only thing that i noticed uh, is that the green isn't as uh it's not as noticeable in person uh you can tell that it's green but it's not that really deep like emeraldy green but i it's killer this this could i think fill the dress watch category for most people and i mean shit even the even the strap that it came on is is good right out of the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I th- think it'll last. But I think you know, preparing for this episode and 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 the the prep our preparation for this episode was the same as any other episode. Um, but uh, it, I I was really sort of troubled by the fact that the things that I wanted to talk about don't exist. Um, but but in terms of you know we're talking about dress watches this episode, in, you gave in, it away in terms. <laughs> in terms of you you know what passes for a dress watch i think this fits i mean i think it's a little thicker than ultimately you or i would probably want i think it's probably just a little bit more prominent all, all around than you or i would probably want for a dress watch but but in the grand scheme of things i think that this fits in the sort of affordable world's interpretation of a dress watch
0: i think so too and and i think i think this fits in the affordable world's definition of a dress watch for somebody who's not going to have a large
1: collection of watches. Well, I got some new stuff, too. It's not, it's not actually all that new, but I've been waiting for you to get back. To, uh, to unveil it. it? Yeah. Um, I guess it was probably right after you left, but I ordered a Toxic Magnum. It was before I left. Uh, and there, the snow was what delayed its delivery. Oh, that's right. And then I left. I had like, uh, I had like seven packages get delivered all at once when the USPS finally caught up you know two weeks for some of those two-day deliveries um but this shoveled your snow what's
0: that just shoveled 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 your snow to
1: your mailbox you you know we did we figured it out that wasn't it It, they they just had basically stopped delivering oh because you know we're on a hill and it was hard to get here so i got like six packages all at once one of these was a toxic nato's magnum strap this is their Isofrane style strap um i talked to terry Williams, mm, I don't know, three months ago about whether or not these get made by the same factory as Borealis. And he, uh, he said he didn't know. And I, and I believed him. Um, I, I think that Borealis makes a similar strap that is very similarly reviewed mm-hmm. that, that is perhaps made at the same place. I haven't obviously tried that, so I, I can't compare them. And, and this is different in a, in a few ways. One of those being the lack of Borealis branding into the clasp. Yeah. And, um, but I'll tell you, it's just fantastic. I really dig it. it and is. on that
0: AMW is just, it's a, that's a match made in heaven.
1: I think so. Yeah. You, you you know, um, I didn't love the form factor when I got it and, and I've, and I talked to some people about this, uh, it, it's got no taper mm-hmm. and my, my only comparison to this strap is the rubber strap that I've been wearing the shit out of in the last six months, which is that tropic strap from uh, Dakota. Gekoda, Watch mm-hmm. Gecko or, or whatever and that tapers just lovely um it, it's not the traditional tropic strap style you, you you know I think Uncle Seiko has a very traditional tropic strap but by all accounts it's pretty it's pretty stiff it's, yeah. it's hard rubber and I that's not what I wanted I wanted a really soft tropic strap and I had tried on a Bell and Ross at an airport i think uh, at an airport in puerto vallarta a while back and i loved that bell and ross strap but those things are like 400 250 plus another 100 like i, I think you, you wind up like over 300 for the strap and the buckle from bell and ross which is a little much a little much for me um the gekota tropic gets very close to that feel it's super duper comfortable without being exorbitantly expensive you know i think they're 45 bucks or something that's not prohibitive at all um it seems about right Mm -hmm. for 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 me and how how i wear my watches and straps so when i got this i thought gosh it's got none of the grace that that tropic strap has and i'd been swapping that tropic out between this amw 320 my casio arnie and um my vostok amphibia and so when I got this, I thought, well, where the fuck am I going to wear this on? And, and I stuck it on the AMW 320 just because it felt like the style was was more appropriate. And within, I, I mean, not very much time, I, I realized that it's actually perfect for this watch. It is. Uh, it, it matches the sort of slab-sided, you know, the AMW 320, if you, if you haven't seen it in person, you, you might be tempted to think that it's kind of a curvy watch, but you get it on the wrist and it's very structured, very geometric. Very, very flat uh very flat that's right so it, it just works with this watch super duper well and and it still is chunky it's chunkier than i'd probably prefer um but it, it works really well it's super comfortable it, it doesn't disappear on your wrist the way a more svelte strap would but it doesn't feel uncomfortable at all and it's got a really
0: nice stretch to it it, it does
1: it, yeah like I, I noticed when i was putting it on tightening
0: it down and and releasing it there wasn't a struggle there wasn't a fight it just it it formed really nicely to the wrist. Uh, I I think that's like I said, a match made in heaven for that watch. Something that's bulky, big, and is meant to be to be so. That's a great compliment. Like I mean, I think it would go really well on the MDV, the Casio Diver too. Just something big, bulky, and
1: yeah, no, I think I think it would be perfect for that. Um, I, I think it would be perfect for for just about any sort of tool diver. You you know, it didn't work really well with the Vostok and because that's pretty soft. It is soft, and, and it's it's high polish, and... Um,
0: well, perfect. Now your Tropic has a permanent
1: home. that That's right. I think I'll probably just leave these this way, um, although I might throw one or both of these two rubber straps on different watches from time to time. I think that, the, by and large, this is where they'll stay, mm-hmm. uh, the Vostok and the AMW 320, respectively. so But yeah. I dig it. Thanks for waiting to unveil it to the world. <laughs> So you're
0: back. I'm here. We've got some dress watches to talk about. You ready? Let's do it. What's your first watch, man? Well, first I want to talk about dress watches in general. Like yeah. we talked about with this with this SNKP with this with this Recraft. Um, I said that it would be a good dress watch for somebody who who doesn't have doesn't plan on having a collection of watches because it's refined. It's simple. It's a little bit taller than than you'd like out of out of the ideal dress watch. But the the angle I took for this. Uh, like when I when I think of a dress watch, I'm thinking something simple, really conservatively sized, even even leaning towards small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be thin to fit under cuffs. Uh, it's got to be easily easily hidden, which I think is why this this Recraft doesn't quite fit it. But for somebody who's gonna have maybe two watches, this fits. So, going in the dress watch category, I'm looking at this from the position of somebody who's got you know four or five watches. So this is a singular purpose dress watch. And I think that's I think that's what we're looking at. When we're going to define a dress watch, it's singular purpose is to enhance your dress. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even that readable, you know, if it tells time great, but something that's going to going to add to your ensemble and not be the center of attention. It's not going to be the 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 mantelpiece, if you will. Um, and that was it my, might, or maybe not
1: take away, right? Yeah, yeah. It, instead of adding to it, it, it doesn't take away. Mm-hmm. It, it fits with what you're wearing in a way that, 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 just sort of blends. Now I had a question for you. Sure. About dress watches. How do you feel about strap or bracelet and color? Yeah, it's, I, I mean, so, so to answer to answer this two questions. One, strap or bracelet, it's gotta be strap. It's gotta be on leather. Yeah. I think a dress watch has to be on leather. Um, And and it doesn't have to be exclusive leather. There are watches that come on bracelets Mm -hmm. that can be put on leather, Mm -hmm. which may make it a dress watch. But I don't think you can call it a dress watch if it's on bracelet. I don't think so. I don't. Um, Second question, color. You you know, I'm probably a little bit more flexible there. And, 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 you know, I I think I'm making it sound like I'm inflexible. I think probably the one thing I'm inflexible about is is a bracelet versus strap. Color, I I think, you, you know do what you like. I probably tend to think it should be a white faced watch, but I've seen some black faced dress watches that, that are are killer. Um I've seen blue or green watches that I think yeah, that would work. Certainly champagne, silver. Mm-hmm. Um I think all of those work. So I'm not inflexible there at all. Classically, I think it's probably white, but I think so. That was that was kind of my thing going too. with it. I saw
0: quite a few that the the refinement of the bracelet. I was like, "You know what?" I think I disagree, but you might work. Yeah. But I, I also I lean towards leather, and I, I can't explain exactly why, but I, I lean towards leather rather than a, than a bracelet.
1: Well, so for me, parameters of, of a dress watch, you, you know, certainly forty millimeters is the absolute max. Um, and, and I tell you, I want it to be thirty-eight. I want it to be thirty-eight. I want it to be minimal, three hands, ideally. If, yeah. You, you know. Um, no sub bowels. I, I have i have written down here date question mark question mark and and I don't know the answer to that I think uh, based on where we're buying watches in, in terms of price and um, what we want I think that you almost have to just accept that a date's part of your dress watch um y- y- you know I, I think it's hard to find what what you or I would want without a date um and, and then yeah I've, I've got this underlined leather so yeah. I'll say this, I don't think my dress watch exists. It just doesn't exist. I want it to be under 400 bucks. I want it to be automatic or mechanical. Mechanical's fine, you know. you know. I want it to be, um, m- at the very least, mechanical. I want it to be, did I say 38? Uh, I want it to be on leather. I want it to have thin lugs, sloping lugs. Um, you, you, you know, I want it to be unobtrusive and simple. It doesn't exist, I don't think. I do not think the watch I want exists. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's know. a lot of criteria, though. It's not. It's 38 millimeters and mechanical. That's it. Under 400 bucks? Under 400 bucks. I don't know if it does. There are so many automatic watches under 400 bucks. Seiko could do it right now. And I think a lot of people will say, well, there's lots of Seiko 5s to fit your criteria. All of the Seiko 5s are too thick, too bulky, too... Too chunky. They're all sport watches. So a lot of times when you see what's the best affordable dress watch, um, you, you know, there's a number of them that come up. tiso Viso Date, which we talked about recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Tissot Powermatic Eighty, which I mm-hmm. said in our price range is the best. Y- you I, know, yeah. when we talked about Tissot, uh, and, and you perhaps disagreed for for some some sort of ancillary reasons. I don't think you were in love with the Powermatic Eighty. That that could have m- been it. Yeah. Movement. Um, certainly the Cocktail Time. Certainly the Bambino comes up
0: the bambino's a little bit big which i think you're right it fits if i think it fits in the dress watch
1: category for someone who's not buying a dress watch exclusively well, and cocktail time is the same size mm-hmm. right yeah. so they're both just too big for me for what i want uh <laughs> the other one that people bring up all the time is a sarb a sarbo three five oh oh three three um be, because you know theoretically a cocktail time is a sarb as well uh i'll tell you it's not a dress watch. No. It looks nice. It's refined and polished, but I don't think it fits. It, it fits, again, not exclusively as a dress watch. It's a sport watch. Mm-hmm. It's a sport watch. It's a watch meant for getting out and doing stuff. And, and now I'll, I will say, I wear it as a dress watch Yeah, on a bracelet. If, if I'm in a suit, and I'll tell you why, I don't have a dress watch. I don't own a dress watch. I own a Sarb. I own my HK Ed. 1963 which is probably my go-to quote-unquote dress watch but it's not a dress watch At for all, all these reasons mentioned before it is very elegant it's polished it, it's a chronograph though mm-hmm. um and, and so it works and it's probably too thick too so yeah um, the dome on there gets <laughs> it, yeah right so i, I think there, there are options if you want if you want quartz mm-hmm. timex makes a number of watches that would work and, and theoretically that timex marlin um, either one of them would work, too. You, you, you know, the original, the OG sort of reissue is maybe too small for what I'd want, although I think it would work. And, and then the newer one is maybe just a touch too big. But I, I'm sort of, you, you know, maybe if I say it, it doesn't exist, I need to go back on that and say, if it doesn't exist, it's the Marlin, and I don't love the Marlin.
0: I can get behind that. Yeah. So Especially if you're looking for the because I've got a whole lineup of quartz options that I think fit your...
1: Well, why don't we talk You're about asked. your first quartz option, because it's
0: up on my screen right now, it and it's a gorgeous. It is. It is a tank homage, because, you know, I'm, being me, I'm not going to be paying north of a grand for a single-purpose watch. And it is the Seiko SUP 880. At Joma Shop, it's ninety seven ninety nine, And on Amazon, it's 127 bucks. Yeah, I've got it, it up on Amazon right now. a gold-cased, rectangular, uh, 285 millimeter width. 32 millimeter lug to lug 6.1 millimeters thick with a 22 millimeter lug width which i think is interesting although it looks right it doesn't look like uh it's 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 nice it's classic
1: it's the classic dimensions proportions yeah yeah yeah,
0: the proportions are right and it's the um it's the the v115 solar quartz movement
1: what's the thickness on it again uh 6.1
0: yeah so it's super thin super thin and Mm -hmm. it's Beautiful. When you when you look at it, you immediately think dress watch. Roman neuter, numeral markers. Neuterals. Neuterals. Yeah. Roman numeral markers. I'm still a little tired. I'm still catching up. <laughs> um, but the Roman numeral markers, which I mean, it's it's a perfect tank homage. A really really slim yeah. crown on it. Uh, this is an awesome option for somebody who's buying a singular purpose dress watch and i think it has maybe 10 meters water resistance which would make me hesitant to even wash my hands wearing it but that's not the point of this watch this
1: isn't a kick around or a knock around watch
0: no but you still have to pee when you're when you're dressed up
1: and and wearing a nice watch so so you just you want i don't i hold it if i'm in a suit i just don't pee
0: oh i just don't wash my hands
1: (laughs) i pee all over them so
0: they're sterile, yeah. like whatever. Yeah, whatever. Just wipe it on the paper towels and call it a day. But... Well, so
1: it's diminutive, right? It's it's little. Oh, yeah. I mean, 28.5, and, and...
0: but that's that's the point.
1: That, that lug-to-lug, though, I think with the 32 lug-to-lug, it's, it's going to wear really small.
0: Probably. Yeah, this but... is
1: going to wear like a classic sort of square case, you know, one of those watches that you see on a... a, a punch up or something where you're like that would be cool and then you put it on you're like "Ah." it's a little
0: small but that's the point it's supposed to just just be uh that little detail and as we've talked about the watch like the reason a watch is important i think in in the way you present yourself is if you can get the little details right everything else is going to fall into place Mm -hmm. so every big detail is made up of a bunch of little details yeah and this is this is killer it comes on a black leather strap which i imagine is probably going to
1: be pretty okay yeah
0: yeah Uh, pretty
1: okay but, get 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 yourself an EA8 or something to put on here. Yeah, you'll be so much happier. Yeah, but a black,
0: you know, any black leather strap. I'm I'm not partial to gold cases. Um, that's just not a metal color that that works for me. Especially plated gold, right? Mm-hmm. It, it tends well, even, to wear off. And... Even even so, just just gold. The the gold metal isn't isn't for me. I've never owned any gold, anything. I don't think. I mean, I wear a,
1: a rubber wedding ring. I mean, but when you buy your Calatrava, it's going to be 18 karat. Duh. Yeah. Yellow.
0: Duh. duh. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, Like, but, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Any other context, it just it not a metal color that has worked for me. And I think that's just kind of a function of of the time we live in. Um, white gold has kind of come into style. Uh, or silver, or, or other precious metal types have, is kind of the, the style. And maybe in 20 years, gold will come back and I'll be
1: I lean towards gold, you, you know. I actually think gold might be having a moment right now. Um, but but yeah, you, you, you're right, it, it goes back and forth. Two tone, I think, in, in the 80s was oh, that was the thing, the thing. You know, all these doctors were in two tone day jests, and and I think by and large, people think that that two tone is is kind of tacky. You know, and, and we've talked about it on the show that two tone blue dial baton marker day just is sort of my
0: I, I, uh, I saw that watch mm-hmm. in person. Uh, a
1: one-star general
0: came to visit us. Yeah, heck and yeah. I, I could generals see generals wear those watches. I could man. see it poking out of the bottom of his cuff, and I was like, "Man, we'll move!" And then I realized like, he's also sleeping in a hotel. He took a helicopter <laughs> to and fro. Like that, he has very little chance of, right. of anything happening to his watch, short of an aircraft accident. In which case, who cares? Because you're you're probably not going to survive it. So who cares if your watch does?
1: And, and you know, those watches are are Oyster case. I mean they're they're super they're super durable watches. Storm and Norman wore one all through Desert Storm uh, with, you know, on his left wrist with an SKX on his right wrist yeah. or vice versa. He's got to, you know, he switches them back and forth, but it's a, it's a, it's a beater, man.
0: Yeah. I guess when you make that kind of money, it can be a beater. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I saw one. Uh, anyway, back onto our regular topic.
1: Um, I did see some cool watches and we'll have to talk more about that after we're done recording, but nice. Um, you, you know, the only thing I don't like about this is the solar, is the solar text on the, at the six o'clock yeah. position, could Stupid. do without it. Get it off of there. It's a dress watch,
0: but you know, <clears> that's that's how they how they made it their own, and I think that's that's a nice touch because most people, you're not going to wear your dress watch that often, right? So you throw it on top of your cabinet, and it
1: stays charged. You throw it on, uh, no date window, like just maybe it's to remind you, like, hey, you're not going to wear me for six months. Put me in the sun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, so I, my first watch, do it. Let's move on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. My first watch, this is a watch we've talked about on the show before, uh, and I brought it up again because I just think it's so perfect. I, I mean, not perfect. It's imperfect in some ways we'll talk about, it, but I just think... It's close. It is close. Man, if you're looking for a dress watch, don't buy a Bambino. Don't buy... A cocktail time. Don't even buy a Powermatic eighty because I can't remember what those are, but they're not cheap. You know? No, they're like four fifty, I think, maybe five. Uh, you, you know, if you only have a hundred bucks, buy a manvino If you've got a hundred more, buy a T cell, ninety fifteen antique automatic. This is a 40 millimeter watch. So, by my own parameters, it's too wide. It's as big as it can possibly get. That's right. It's as big as it can possibly be. It's 40 by 20 by 11. And I'll also say, I think 11 is probably a little bit thick for a dress watch. Um, I I think that this is probably more in the line of sport watch um, than, than true dress watch. But based on what we're working with in our world, these sort of sub 500, sub 1000 certainly. Dress watches. I think this is as good as it gets. It is beautiful. It is M- minimalist. I'd call it even perhaps a Bauhaus designed dial. Heat treated blue hands. Miyota 9015, so it's going to be a high beat movement. Um, this really sort of uh, classy date window at the six o'clock and a round window, so it's unobtrusive. the The date wheel is white. Mm, I don't know. Um, but for what, 205 bucks. And what you're getting
0: out of this is not just a single purpose dress watch. This, this fits more into the category of the watches that we typically talk about where you can wear this t-shirt and jeans. You can wear this also in your dress watch feel. And it, it, it fits both of those environments, I think really well.
1: And I think 11 is about as much as you'd want. You you know, I think most people want to be sub 10 for a dress watch. So this is going to be a a little chunkier than people might want. Um, in terms of fitting under a shirt sleeve, it'll go um, if, if you've got a little bit of room there. But if you don't, it it, it may not. So, so you know, we make we make compromises, uh, and this is a compromise primarily in in terms of size. But uh, it, it's my favorite watch that I'm going to talk about today. Two hundred five bucks. Also, Tissot has a Korean website, and they also have a European website. the The price for this is two hundred five on the Korean website. I think it's more like. 287 euros on the european website so so definitely go to the korean website if you're going to buy one of these uh, and you know i can't say enough good stuff about to sell they make fantastic watches Miyota movement um you, you know this is not the same as uh some, some of these cheaper asian watches that, that make the rounds this is a a super high-end very well put together affordable watch i like it what's next next up
0: so we're going to move into a couple watches where I'm iffy, iffy, iffy. Um, I think they're good examples <laughs> of dress watches. Um, but this is one that I think can serve as in, in a similar way that T cell can as not just a dress watch. So what we got right up right now is the Orient sun and moon petite, which is advertised as a unisex watch, uh, cause it's. Thirty-four point eight millimeter case. Now, there's there's the full size Sun and Moon that I think is I think is about forty two, maybe 41 and a half. How wide is it? Thirty-eight point four. Thirty-eight point or thirty-four point eight. Thirty-four point eight. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thirty-four point eight. Uh, Forty-two millimeters lug to lug. Eight point seven thick, which is which is what we're looking at, and the damn Orient lug width of seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> seventeen,
1: um, which means you have like custom yeah. strap options and that's yeah.
0: it which is fine, that's for, fine for a dress watch um but i think this i think this fits like i said very similar to similarly to the t cell as uh it could not be a dress watch you could wear it uh normally but you could also wear it as a dress watch and it's the sun and moon that we all know um 229 at long island uh 204 on amazon um and it's just an it's, i got it's,
1: 185 at, at at orient
0: well there it is 185 at orient Um, but it's, it's a beautiful watch. And I think it, it, it has more complications, you know, having that sun and moon than you would expect out of a dress watch. But I think this fits in, in the way it's refined. Um, it's a very elegant looking watch that black dial kind of hides some of those, those complications that you've got that would make it fit as a dress watch. But I don't know that this is just a sole purpose dress watch. Um, really what, what drew me to it was the size mm-hmm. and the simplicity even with those extra complications because as even though it has the sun and moon, it has those it has the date subdial, it still fits in that really simple, really understated design and, and a sun and moon complication is very cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, I suspect this is going to be too small for a lot of people. Um, I think it's probably too small for me. You know, I think 36 is probably as low as I'd want to go. Um, but totally fits. You know, I think especially if you're, you know, we're both rocking seven and a quarter mm-hmm. or so. I think if you're six and a half, uh, six, six and a half, uh, you, you could definitely get away with this. Uh, and I think even you or I could get away with this. 35 millimeters is really what it comes in at. Um, we could get away with it, but it's gonna feel different. Right? It will, but it it's gonna feel
0: it's gonna give you that dress watch feel. It's gonna be easily yeah. hidden. You're gonna you're gonna just quickly quickly glance at it, and it's gonna do. It's gonna be a an an enhancer. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be the centerpiece, uh, even with the the cool complications. Yeah, and maybe this fits better as as a ladies watch. I don't know, um, but I think I, what I wanted to do with with these dress watches was really highlight smaller watches designed pretty specifically to be small wear small and not and be an accent rather than a a feature if you you will
1: yeah no i i think that's right i mean uh there's nothing particularly feminine about this watch uh outside of the size which is which is an objective measure it's not feminine or masculine right so um yeah no i i think that they're is a whole lot of reasons to like this, and, and certainly if you're concerned about being emasculated by the equipment you wear, um, you may consider something bigger. Invictus, uh, for example. Uh, I was gonna say Invicta makes some nice pieces, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think this this totally fits, and it's great. I wish it was automatic. It's quartz. I went all quartz. You always do. I don't always do. You, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's been too long since I've gotten to say something kind of nasty <laughs> yet, so we'll get some we'll get some more. Um yeah. Cool.
0: I, I don't know if there's much more to say about it. it. Orient's such a known quantity. All printed numerals, is that right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all Roman numerals. I, I think it's a good I think it did fit as a dress watch.
1: You, you know, those uh the numbers on that date wheel are so little. Is that a date wheel? Um Yeah, I don't know. They're really little. It, it's they're so little. It's a little watch. Even on the picture, I can't see. <laughs> it, even on the picture, I can't see them. So, I dig it, man. What do you got up next? I'm I'm gonna go up market here for my next two watches. Okay. Ooh. Um, and, and and here's why. I, I think if you've got ten thousand dollars to spend, you can get the perfect dress watch. $36, 37 38 You, you know, pretty much any any metal you want. Pretty much any dial configuration you want, uh, you just have to look, and, and you'll find it eventually. I don't have $10,000 to spend on a watch. No. Especially a watch that I'm going to wear, you know, hopefully 15, 20 times a year, or and, and no more. So, uh, But what I what, what I could theoretically consider spending on a watch is under a 1000 And so I'm not quite here with this one. This is the Christopher Ward C5 Malvern 9595. Um, this is a 39 millimeter watch. So still a little big, uh, after it, your rantings about 38 millimeter being the, the size, I, I'm telling you, I looked, I, I, I looked, I, I would have nothing but 37 and 38 millimeter watches here if, if I could find them. But, but the reality is they don't exist. So, uh, so it's 39 millimeters wide, but I'll tell you, it is 5.95 millimeters thick. Woo. It's very thin so this is their new case um, you you know you can see this picture here it's just very thin Gosh, this thing is nice. gonna wear very close to your wrist It's gonna fit under anything these lugs curve nicely um, the crown is potentially the thickest part of that watch. yeah I, I think that that might be that might be right. Um, and it's not an obtrusive crown at all but no by no means. It's
0: noticeable though, with with how small everything else is. That's a pretty noticeable crown. It looks like a scaled down pilot's watch almost.
1: Th- that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's sort of uh, similar styling to that Tissot antique mm-hmm. uh, Bauhaus. The markers are are very thin sticks. Uh, it, it's got a Christopher Ward written on the. Uh, At the nine o'clock, which everybody freaks out about Christopher Ward's logos. I do not at all. I don't have any problem with any of the Christopher Ward logos. I'm not sure I love this one, but I I don't think it hurts the the watch.
0: You think you could go with if if you're going to go such a, a minimalist design on your dial,
1: skip the fucking logo. Yeah, or 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 maybe you you know whatever. I, I don't know. I, I like it. Christopher Ward's a fantastic company. They make really good watches, and, and you pay for them, right? They're they're not in our usual sort of two hundred to five hundred dollar world of watches. Mm-hmm. They they start just above that, and and they go to quite a bit more than that. You know, yeah. 2,000, two thousand, twenty five hundred. Some of these watches. Um, this is hand wound. It's an ETA seven thousand one, which is, I think, it's like three or four millimeters the whole whole movement is um so so they they've just found a a very cool mechanical movement they've implemented it really well in this watch and i think and i think it's great uh again why not make it 37 millimeters and and i'm sure the reason is because that won't sell uh (laughs) you know that that's the that's the bottom line they know at this market people aren't buying 37 millimeter watches um, which is why when the Timex Marlin came out, you could find it everywhere, but you couldn't because it sold out everywhere in moments. So, uh, y- you know, yeah, I-, I think they could sell them. I-, I think that the market has moved beyond needing to be talked into smaller watches. I think the market is there. I- I'm surprised that we're not seeing more of it. This is super cool. I like it. It's more expensive, 680 for the basic version. Um, it- it's got a number of different dial colors. I think that there's a... A blue, and I think that there's a silver. Uh, you can get it in precious uh, precious metal colors, probably not actual precious metals. And this um, fits to
0: me as a singular purpose dress watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. It, it, it's, it's a singular purpose dress watch. Um, I, I don't think you're probably going to want to wear this with jeans, although you could. Um, this is definitely more of a dress watch. It would look out of place, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I don't have a ton more to say about it. It it, it is, you know, that's the thing about dress watches is less is more. Yeah. So. Then we'll move right on. You know what I got up
0: next? Tell me about it. I have the Bulova 96B 269 Classic. And it is another tank homage, but it's silver case. And I really, really dig it. Uh, Roman numerals at the Cardinal Directions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And then just very simple indices for the the balance of markers, kind of sword style hands on Mm, it.
1: That's what i call that.
0: Um, And it is, it's great. Uh, Black face, like very, very bright silver markers on it. Um, 31 millimeters, 47 lug to lug, 8.7
1: thick. And 20 millimeter lugs. Yeah, I think it's important to say that 31 millimeter <laughs> dimension is going to put people off. But this is a... It's a rectangle. It's a rectangle. It's a tank style. So with that, the more important number is that 47 millimeter lug to lug. This is going to wear like a very modern watch. It's going to be good. And no, uh, how thick is it? Uh,
0: 8.7. Yeah.
1: This is fantastic.
0: Uh, on the Belova website, bringing it at 180. Amazon, 103.
1: 103 bucks. And it's a, a
0: quartz movement. But for someone looking for uh, and, a, and a black dial, uh, for someone looking for a specific purpose dress watch, this is this is kind of it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the size you want. It's an homage to a really really classic dress watch style. Um, it has the kind of a, a bit of a modern feel with the black dial and the silver markers. Um, you know the the parent uh, Bulova logo on the at the twelve
1: o'clock a date window at the six and this thing is killer you you know when we use the word homage i think homage gets thrown around a lot um i I don't think this is is an homage in the way the watch world talks about homage i'm not even sure that it's an homage in in the more sort of standard english sense of the term although who who knows um this is not a a ripoff of the of the tank in the same way that Seiko, you, you know, at least the dial on that Seiko you talked about earlier is that's that's clearly a, a Cartier style mm-hmm. dial. This thing is sort of its own thing. Um, it has a it, it has a very different
0: case shape. It's still rectangular, but it's still a, a different case shape. But I, when, I, when I'm thinking about the tank, I'm thinking
1: as a, as a way to describe the rectangle. The shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you change one thing about it. What is it?
0: If I'm going to change one thing about it.
1: Oh the, the six o'clock, um, Roman numeral. I think. Oh, oh, the six o'clock Roman numeral. Yeah. Don't it's, cut it off.
0: No, it's backwards. Oh well, that's because the Roman numerals go around the dial. Right, but the the six at the tw- at the six o'clock is upside down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what I change
1: about it right away. Uh, oh yeah, it's actually. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't hate that it's upside down. That doesn't bother me. I take out the date window. why well, I don't need a date window on this watch. No, I don't. I don't need
0: a date window either. But if I have to choose, flip the six or remove the date window, flip the six.
1: All right. Yeah, for me, I don't mind that six at all. But I definitely get rid of that date window if I could change one thing. The date window is well executed, though. Yeah, well, I actually I don't. So. I actually don't think it's particularly well executed, which is the reason I might get rid of it. But that's. I can. You, I mean, you know. I can do without it. But I, if
0: like I said, if if I'm gonna pick one or the other make the six a six and not in
1: an eye mountain an I mountain yeah I mountain yeah interesting uh good size on this good size I, I don't know about the finishing on the on the lugs that sort of chamfer coming into the lugs i think is probably a little funny i'd want to see it in person obviously before i made that
0: i don't know if i'd buy this sight unseen i think i would want to handle it before yeah. i bought it but yeah. i mean for for 103 on amazon
1: can you really go wrong well, you know, you order on on Amazon, get it, and send it back if you don't love it. Yeah, yeah. For a hundred bucks, the the threshold for love is pretty low. Yeah. And
0: what a what a great option for it's a quartz dress watch, by a known quantity who makes
1: medium watches.
0: I think I think you win.
1: You know, I'd say uh, all the watches we're going to talk talk about today. I think this is probably the one I'd be most likely to buy. Um, I think I agree. I think this is this is the most likely
0: most likely choice for me too.
1: I think combination of price um combination of price and dimensions and everything else I, I think this is the one that that does the most most things I like agreed so
0: all right well not much more to say about it other um, than I think I think it fits all my criteria for a dress watch
1: yeah me too me too good good pick what you got so my my last watch here. This is a, uh, a a watch by a company that you may have heard of called Younghans. Oh, Junghounds. Junghounds. Jung Jungens. Um, and gosh, I swear I had this thing up before, but you didn't. And you started clicking around, making a scene. I know. So this is the Younghans Max Bill. This is a thirty-eight millimeter watch. Um, Youngins Max Bill is a very famous, very well-known watch. Uh, it, it's more of a sort of Bauhaus style watch than a true or, or a classic dress watch style. And, and I don't know that those two are mutually exclusive, but in my head, there's a distinction that that deserves to be made. I agree. Um, but I think the way I would wear this, it, I'd wear it like a dress watch. You, you know, the nice thing about, uh, a Bauhaus style, certainly this, this has, you know, this, that real sort of Dieter Brahms, uh, or Dieter Brahms. Rams. Yeah, you know, I was combining uh Rams and Braun, the the brand he the brand he designed no, for. That. German mm-hmm. uh styling, you know, like this might be on a on a bronze radio or something. An
0: uncharacteristic font though.
1: Yeah, I love the font.
0: Yeah, I it, love it. It's not what I would expect. I think it fits really nicely and I, honestly though, I think that's the one detractor from being a single purpose dress watch and oh, i think that's what makes it a bauhaus as opposed to just a a strictly dress watch is it's got
1: a like a kind of a playful font M- modern certainly yeah. a modern font yeah uh well, well that that's fair I, this this watch is also upmarket a little bit a little bit and there's both a quartz version and an automatic version you you can get the automatic for Seven hundred bucks on Amazon right now. If you want the quartz version, comes in about four seventy five. So that's a significant jump mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of dollars and, and the amount of your paycheck that goes towards this thing. Thirty eight millimeters. This is the smallest watch I've picked. Ten and a half millimeters thick. So Ooh. um th- that that is the automatic. The quartz version is eight millimeters thick. Oh, so I I'd lean towards quartz. Y- yeah. Well, that that's right. You you know. I think I could probably put up with the extra two millimeters um, or extra. What is that? Three. What's two, two. Is is it 10 millimeters? What do what we say here? You said 10 something <laughs> less than three, more than two. Ten, we'll ten, go with that. 10.5, two and a half split the difference. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think I could probably put up with it. You know me, I want an automatic watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but why not make this a hand cranker? and and give me the same you know and maybe there is i'm not an expert on youngins so maybe that does exist i I didn't i I didn't spend a ton of time thinking about this but the size it's going to be thin uh it's sort of classic unobtrusive looking i love it and i'd wear the shit out of this watch and i'd wear it with a oxford cloth button down uh or or with a suit or or perhaps even something more formal than that not that i'm in something more formal than a suit very often
0: and i think you could you could rock this in a button down jeans too
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, You you know, there's something very architectural about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to meet a a sort of high-end architect wearing this watch, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is the nature of this Max Bill. I love it. I love it. I think it's it's just about perfect. It's more money than
0: I want to spend. Yeah, I agree. Especially for a not single-purpose dress watch Mm -hmm. or for even a single-purpose dress watch. You know, we're, we're, we keep, we, we've we 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 kind of been floating in and out of that. This is only a dress watch, and this could serve as a dress watch category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what it comes down to is, is finding one that fits how you dress, just like all of them. Yeah. I don't know if I'd wear that as a dress watch. I don't know if I'd wear that.
1: I like it. You wouldn't wear it. I don't know if I would. Gosh, I think it's such a, I mean, it's one of those sort of, it's, you know, grow watch that gets thrown around. It's one of the watches that I'm, I'll definitely own at some point. You think so, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The, you, you know, the the one that comes up a lot of times when folks are talking about the Max Bill is the Junkers Bauhaus. And I, I think perhaps the Junkers brand was closed recently, and now it's something stupid like something Annie. It's the name of an old plane or something. They, Annie's Pretzels? Aunt, that's right. Auntie Annie's. Yonkers has been rebranded to Auntie Annie's and now they sell delicious pretzels and cinnamon bites in every airport. <laughs> uh, and most malls. I don't know the last time I was in a mall. <laughs> right. What happened to malls? Uh, so,
0: so Amazon happened to malls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I so, think age. I'm not cool enough to be in malls
1: anymore or young enough. The combo is. You have to be one or the other. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're in the wrong, wrong age for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that Yonkers Bauhaus Automatic kind of gets thrown in because it's quite a bit less money, but they're 40 millimeters. Um, they're just enough bigger. And and they feel to me like a little bit of a, like they're, they're stretching for something that they're not. This to me, this is just that prototypical. It's its own thing. And it's, and it's great. All right. I'm gonna move on. Do We're it. getting long. The next
0: one, the last one I picked for a cheated. It's a Bulova 96M146, the American Clipper. And this is a watch, I, I, I talked about it when we first got in, I'm a medium about it, but I wanted to talk about it because I really dig it, but I don't at the same time, I'm not sure, there's, there's a mixed feelings. So, the 96M146, the American Clipper, it's a 32mm case, and I think that's really what's what's causing my my troubles with it, uh, 6.9 thick, 18 millimeter lugs, um... 200 on the below a website, 134 on Amazon. It's, I've seen it advertised as a women's watch. I've seen it advertised as a men's watch. But what I really like about it is it's, it's a mother of pearl dial. And I think that's such a nice touch for a dress watch. And we don't have to talk about it a whole lot, but I think it's a really great way to add some flavor to your dress watch without... Without going, without straying away from the dress watch.
1: No, you know what? It's beautiful, right? Uh, but when, when I pulled this up earlier, I thought, oh, it's it's a women's watch because it's got that Mother of Pearl uh, dial. And I, I think that you w- would have to be careful about how you deployed this. I, I mean, one, it's it's very small. Yeah, very small. And I think on you or me, it's going to look like a, a baby watch. But I
0: think, a, a you know, a smaller person, smaller wrists, you know, Tommy sized wrists. Maybe. Yeah,
1: I think it works. I, I think it works. This it's got a feminine feel to it.
0: But I think you put a black strap on that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I think the feminine feel comes from the mother of pearl and the blue strap and the blue. Yeah, I think you, you put black leather on it. And the mother of pearl brings a little bit of I can, I can go with it being like three millimeters bigger, though.
1: You know, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, so we've got some bush light that we're drinking today. That someone put in the freezer. That, that I put in
0: the freezer because you brought it in warm. And someone forgot about it. So there's there's some team effort of
1: failure. Well, not failure. Your idea was good. My oversight was poor. So my thought, my question is this. I just poured some of this out and it got to the... There's, in, there's probably about six ounces of ice. Of slush? Let's cut the of, top off. Of slush. That's right. Uh, question. Is the, is the fluid I'm drinking a higher alcohol concentration? Maybe it has to be. Yeah, right, right. I think that this is probably like super bush light. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's bush heavy. Because <laughs> I, I bet I, I'm almost sure, right? Because the alcohol won't freeze. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, this, it, this, but this... also you're gonna it it might be a little
0: bit higher concentrate of alcohol.
1: Yeah that's right that's that's the that's the point so we're drinking red beers again because because that's how we roll it's kind of morning ish it's morning ish it's brunch time that's right this is a perfect drink for a Saturday afternoon um but I bet I bet this is It's a little bit. It's like 4.2%, so you're maybe (laughs) drinking like
0: 4.8%.
1: You know, that's one of the ways that they they make uh, apple ciders is they stick, you know, in certain climates, you know, say Wenatchee, Washington or something. You take all the deadfall apples and you put them in in a plastic barrel and you sort of stick them out in the sun and let them rot and get nasty and ferment. And then first freeze, you slush them and squeeze them and it pulls a pretty high concentration alcohol cider Uh, Mm. beverage out of it I don't know how prevalent that is it sounds like a pain in the ass but I do know that's a technique that people use for making uh, uh, apple moonshine I heard once that part of the reason why moose are so
0: grumpy is uh, they Mm. spend a lot of time eating fermented fruit off the ground right and they're just drunk assholes they get drunk Uh, I've heard that I've never read it I don't know the veracity to it no it's
1: it's 100% true for sure is it I don't know I have no clue you heard it here first hot take (laughs) y'all Moose are angry drunks. So a tiny bull of a mother or pro girl watch. We we can move on from it.
0: But I, I just, no, I like it. I think it. it's worth mentioning. You know, it for, is. I, you know, I think this would also be a, a great, I mean, it's $103. I think it'd be a great gift for your wife. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Or, yeah. or you buy it for you, decide if it's too big or small, and then it becomes a
1: gift for your wife. So also Quartz Movement, um, very diminutive, so it's not going to work for everybody, but great brand. Um, and this is not one of their accurate movements. Or no, anything. it's not. Yeah, no, it's just a standard quartz movement. So w- worth a look. Uh, cool, cool. And I'm actually sort of intrigued by this mother of pearl dial, you, you know, um, that I'm, was,
0: that was, the, that's what caused my conflict. It was too small. It's a lady's watch, but the mother of pearl, I, I really liked
1: it. I, I like it too. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued. So, all right, shall we? Other things, Uh, man. Yeah,
0: we've covered watches. I've been just missing talking about other things with you. Uh, So because I was without a phone, I had my Green Army book. And I was writing all of the thoughts and, like, texts I would have sent people. Like, like things that would have prompted a text. Yeah, right. And things I wanted to look up. I have, like, three pages of potential texts uh, and things that I would have Googled immediately. Uh, So I did that uh, on the airplane or, like, in the airport during my layovers. I went through my list of things i wanted to google the texts are i didn't send because now they're stale um but i have, I have like three pages <laughs> of texts i would have sent
1: right <laughs> well, love letters yeah I, I like it i like it yeah I, I always get frustrated when i'm in a place without internet or whatever and i'm like i just want to google this I, I need to know this thing right now and yeah. i'm so used to just having instant information at in my fingertips well, and i'm also used to be able to text people things and laugh about them yeah i didn't have any yeah, of that let's let's you and i interact about this thing just, just had a notebook. Um, so, so I, I do have another thing. I, I carried this a uh, vintage briefcase, right? That you, you know, it's a high quality briefcase. It's leather. Um, it's it's cool. I dig it. I like it. Yeah. it. It's it's uh made by sort of one of these companies that has transformed in the last handful of years. They used to be a great company, Coach, and I think in the last you know ten or fifteen years yeah, they've yeah. sort of become a outlet mall brand you know where they're still like good quality items but their quality has gone down um they're sort of haute fashion yeah and- i
0: think i think the the label craze yeah uh increase their price decrease their quality uh, I, th- I think that'll happen and then you also have to deal with uh counterfeit market which makes it harder for for labels to stay
1: relevant right right well so so my coach is sort of my Coach briefcase is, is vintage. It's a vintage piece. So it's, um, I think, probably a early 80s briefcase. And it's brass and great leather and and, and pretty, pretty neat. I dig it. It's one of my favorite things. I, and I wear it every day, or I, I carry it every day. In fact, it needs to be repaired. It's got a, a, one of the handles, the, the liner piece broke. But it's got this zipper pouch inside of it. And I just throw shit in the zipper pouch. My, my EDC, I throw into the zipper pouch. So my, my EDC pouch has, has gotten bigger over time. So I carry, you know, like a little a mini Altoids tin with Tums and some Advil. And I carry ChapStick. And I have my, my pocket knife, my, my Sodbuster Junior. Um, and just a couple of other things. I've got a thumb drive that I carry and uh, and and a battery that I carry around. And, and so it, it's this zipper like pouch. Like just is... a single AA battery or like your power pack for your phone? It, it's an 18650 battery, um, which is used for for vape devices and, okay yeah um but so I, I carry around all this stuff and it's become a little cumbersome i found this company called cocoon and this is not a new product but cocoon makes a product called grid it grid dash grid dash it uh and it's this little velcro and it, it's a it's a board basically it's a it's a nylon Panel, if panel. you will, for, for those EDC folks out there. Th- that's right. And and so those of you that dig EDC might already know this product. It's not a new product. Um, but I, I they make several sizes, a, a large, medium, and small. I got the small one, which is 5 by 7 It drops right into that zipper pouch. And I can put all my shit in, and it keeps it flat and organized. I like that. I like this woven elastic band also.
0: It, it's... It's reminiscent of like a molly panel, yeah. Without uh, without requiring like mallet straps or molly buckles or anything like that. It's it's this weave of both thin and wide elastic straps that makes this an extremely versatile carry panel.
1: Well, and, and you know the the weaving is what it is, right? You can't change the weaving around, so you're you're a little bit sort of stuck with what you get in terms of organization. I had to to kind of play with it to get my to get everything in there the way I wanted it to, um, I, I wanted to make sure my chapstick was easily accessible and, uh, you you know, whatever, there's these little things, but, um, that's the only niggle I had is just that the, the organizational aspect of it was a little bit more challenging than I would have liked. But once I, once I got it, um, gosh, it's perfect. It's super cool. I, I, it's the kind of thing that I didn't realize I needed it. Until I got it, and I was like, man, I need, not only do I need this one, I need about five of them.
0: I could go for something on the back
1: mm. to secure it. The bigger,
0: whether it be oh, like, like two snaps, like molly straps, or uh, maybe like a couple loops on the back that could, that would allow you to fix it to something, or a Velcro patch, or or something that would allow it to be. Mountable, sure. Because how great would
1: this be for like the inside of the door panel of your car, right? Or your glove box. Well, or... and it does—it does have the little hook, so it's <sighs> got a little hang strap, so you can certainly hang it. And, and I'll tell you, the bigger ones, I do think, uh, the the bigger ones, I do think, have something on the back, although I don't know that it's okay. Some snaps, uh, some snaps, and you can get pockets. Um, you, you know, they, they make a whole bunch of products at this point, so I do think that some of them have that ability to um, do certain things with the back. This is the small one, the five by seven. So I dig it though; it's pretty limited. Pretty this cool. is a great pocket organizer. It, you know, it's such a dumb thing, right? It's the kind of thing that's so dumb that no one would ever talk about, but. If you get one, you you're gonna love it, and you're going to use the shit out of it. And I was my initial concern was this this elastic. I have a feeling it's got these beads on it that sort of secure these rubber beads. Um they're not beads. I don't know what you could, it's got a piece of rubber woven through. so it's it's it secures. i I feel like this elastic is going to stretch out, but I've read reviews on this thing, and everybody says that elastic stays forever. You expect it to stretch out and it doesn't. So,
0: but how often are you
1: going to change it? Now it's now it's set up the way
0: you like it. And who cares if it if it has a memory to the size of your Altoid tin?
1: That's well, what goes there. Yeah, but when the elastic stretches out, it, it it ceases to be squeezy. So we'll see. Some of the stuff I take out every day. Right? I take a highly scientific the, description. I take out the, <laughs> the pocket knife every day. I take out the chapstick three or four times a day. So if those straps that I have those things under become a, a less stretchy and don't hold as well, that'll be a problem. But we're yet to see. I just got this thing. I just plugged this thing in a couple days ago. So... I like that. That's a good addition to your world. Yeah. What about you, man? You got some other stuff?
0: I do. And I'll tell you, being out of the uh, media and internet loop for the last month only heightened my excitement for this. Uh-huh. Game of Thrones returns to the air April 14th.
1: boo doo doo
0: And I'm not even ashamed at how excited I am about it.
1: Bro, <laughs> I'm over the moon. Because it's been a long freaking wait. It's been like two years. Man those fuckers but, made us wait for it and the run times have you read the run times for all the episodes
0: Uh uh-uh. okay one and two 60 minutes three through six 80 minutes i fucking love it dude i love it that's that's eight 20 40 60 nine hours and 20 minutes of a game of thrones that are about to, that i'm about to ingest give it to now me. because i was gone all of march i didn't get to do what i was really hoping to do which was watch the entire series you just start now. Just start now. Four episodes a night, you'll get there. I'm fun employed for three weeks. <laughs> you could do it. Um, you could do this. I I may, uh, <laughs> but what we did last night was we started season seven so that we can catch up because you know they do the they do the recap for the for the season premiere. So we're gonna rewatch season seven ahead of going into season eight. That's super smart. And I don't know if I was more excited to come home and eat pizza and drink beer. Or if I was more excited to come home and watch Game of Thrones, I'm leaning towards Game of Thrones because I haven't had pizza yet since I've been home, which is weird. Um, You're I did the Papa ha- Murphy's on your way home, man? Tempted, but I had a really lovely um, house-made uh, corned beef and hash yesterday for Ooh. brunch. And Ooh. I'm always hesitant about corned beef and hash at restaurants because sometimes you get the ground nonsense. Mm. This was the canned, the Hormel. This is what I what I got was. Was like home fries with cubes of corned beef, mm. some,
1: some green peppers. I'll tell you, the the hormel, the, the canned corned beef and hash that has food its you place. Mean? It's got its place. I like it. I like it. It's got its place. When, but you're, when you're camping and you put in a tortilla. Man, I could eat that for breakfast any day of the week. Pass. But a good, real corned beef hash is. Uh, you know what, I almost got? So Costco has pre
0: corned uh, brisket. Oh, yeah. Uh, ahead of. Uh, st patrick's day every year no yeah. i don't know if they have it year-round i've never looked uh, i was i almost bought like like six pounds of it to freeze yeah um
1: that stuff freezes really well too. yeah
0: because it's corned, all you gotta do is throw it in the oven or throw it in your in your um, on your grill and
1: or your smoker and and cook it out but um i've done it in the oven before it, it comes out really good yeah you throw it in a cast iron or something and throw it throw it in a dutch oven up. I just I just put it in the oven wrapped in foil on a baking sheet. It, nice. It's turned out delightful. Nice. I wonder if it's sous vide. Nice. I, I'm sure it would sous vide. You probably could just leave it in its bag, right? Yeah, I would. Oh, I would. I would think so. Just leave it in its bag. Drop it in there. I might go to Costco on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, grabbing some dress shirts. I don't have anything that fits right now. Yeah. Tragedy. Usually, usually people complain about going the wrong way. No, man, I it's great. It's great. So I'm down, well, I'm down 35 pounds. Uh, I lost eight. But nothing fits. You lost eight just at JRTC. Yeah. Whew. Nothing fits. I mean, I had to go buy a suit. I, I, I yeah. We'll talk is, more about that off air because yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by your suit buying habits. <laughs> Shit. I I didn't buy the suit I would have bought. But uh yeah,
0: so good. All right. I got nothing else, man. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back talking about watches. I've been back I got back thirty six hours ago, forty hours ago. I got back Thurs Thursday night at ten thirty. It is Saturday morning now one,
1: so not even forty eight hours. you know, we're I have another uh other thing to talk about. But go I, girl, go. I think I might hold Are it. We're long? we're, we're Oh yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah. over an hour even with edits. I think I think I'll just make you guys wait. Mm. Mm-hmm teaser it's <laughs> stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right well andrew super good to have you back uh you, you know we we published some older episodes when you were gone fuck you being gone has been a major pain in the ass because the two episodes we published from before at least one of them i went through it and the audio was bad and i felt like we've been we are just better at sort of recording and microphone talk and so that was that was hard i was like oh i, I don't like the quality of this um and, and then aj and i recorded and, and aj's fantastic you know, i loved that episode super fun to talk to you know we talked for like an hour and a half after the episode just bullshitted about stuff and you know he he says oh i'm sorry for nerding out and i was like dude that this is what we do that, that we nerd out so uh, aj uh aj Barsay uh, of the analog explorer and the bellingham podcast shout out to you uh super fun to have you on that last episode but my audio was broken yeah you fucked up i had i think i think what it was is i had my laptop on the table and i was recording on my pc and there was an interference it was yeah it was noticeable uh, electronic interference as i
0: listened to it it's not as bad as you think i don't think uh, well but it's uh, noticeable
1: and that's after a very lengthy repair process that i had to do to uh fix it so um it, it is a million times better than it was but it still wasn't great so so you being gone has just been tough you, you know the recording and everything has been hard i've been super busy with the new job and we went to disneyland so i haven't who did been, you
0: even talk to uh, uh,
1: about, about anything <laughs> uh, oh yeah i mean <laughs> poor kim I, I know right uh well and she's been out of town uh, it's been crazy but glad to have you back glad to be going again um anything else you got for today america Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.